Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Drunk Agile. It's in, in one of those freaks of nature, again, you know, just totally coincidentally, Pratik's wearing the same thing, I'm wearing the same thing, Nish is in the same position, although, yeah, <laughs> as we say, Nish is always in the in the same position, yeah, so yeah. hi, Nisha. Um, we, we won't spend too much time on the drinks. If you want to see what we're drinking, you know, you should have, you should have watched the earlier, episode, the previous episode, and if you haven't, shame on you. Um, so Pratik, in, in the previous episode, we were talking about how variation is is natural. It's intrinsic to um, to all to all measurement, to all observations, to all all processes. Uh, okay, so let's let, let's 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 take the next step then, because I think we we ended that last video teasing this idea of the reason one of the reasons that you need to understand this is because you know you you can potentially start making some mistakes. If you don't understand these differences, so help us help us get down that path from there is variation yeah. to to mistakes, right? Okay. Yeah. So there is variation. Hopefully, everyone who watched the last episode agrees on this. Um, but now the question becomes, where because a process inherently has variation, how much variation is too much variation? And. Um, we're not going to get into exactly how you figure that out in this episode, but there are techniques to figure out when it is that something is out of bounds, essentially. To say this thing is, everything was coming in around 100, some 90s, some 100 and some things. This thing came in at 220. Something weird happened here. This has to be out of bounds. This is like this is way too much. Um, those are things that we will call special calls. Something special happened here that caused this thing to be way out of bounds. Those things in the middle, that's just a common occurrence. That just happens all the time. Uh, the between 90 and 110, all that stuff, that's common cause. That's what we'll call common cause. The first thing to understand before we talk about um, the kind of mistakes we can make is that variation comes in two different flavors, special cause and common cause. Um, that at least I'm using Schuert's terms when I say Deming's terms. Those are Deming's terms. Sorry, I mean it's funny because I, I I listen to Deming almost all the time now, and he talks about Schuert. But when he talks about Schubert, he uses his own terms. So, yeah, the, those are Deming's terms of saying special cause and common cause. Yeah. So let, let's make sure I, I do. I want to take a step back and make sure we get our references <laughs> right, because hopefully yeah. all of you will will, will 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 go look this up. Okay. So the the first person to write extensively on all of this uh, was a guy by the name of Dr. Walter Schubert back in the I think he started publishing his works back in the 19, 1920s. 20s, so literally, yeah. literally. A hundred years ago, you know, we 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 knew about this stuff, um, and sure, when he was separating out data, he called those those more exceptional things. He called those assignable cause, um, and he called the more the the natural, more routine variation uh, in in a process. Um, he called those chance cause. Chance cause, yeah. right? It's just again, it's just, and so you know, assignable, you know, assignable and exceptional chance and routine all kind of mean the same thing. Deming comes along, learned everything he knows about variation from Schuert, decides to give them different names. And to this day, I'm not really sure why, because you're right, Dem Deming is actually very faithful to Schuert. And he, yeah. Deming never takes credit for this. He always says, hey, this is Schuert stuff. This is Schuert stuff, go read Schuert. 
But for whatever reason, Deming used his own terminology. So if anybody yeah. knows why Deming did that, I, I, I'd love to hear it. Um, Deming called, you know, the the exceptional stuff special. And like I always say, hey, yeah. my wife says I'm a special cause. And um, and the routine stuff, uh, common. So yeah. exceptional, assignable, and special all mean special. the same thing. Uh, routine, uh, chance, yes. and common all mean the same thing. For the most part, we will probably use Deming's terminology. That's mm -hmm. probably just because what everybody's familiar with. Um, and because that's pretty much what Dr. Wheeler will, you'll hear us talk a lot about Dr. Wheeler, who is kind of the modern day Stuart, if I can say that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, and we'll talk a lot about what Dr. Wheeler in the coming episodes too. Okay, so thank you for that kind of reference interlude. <laughs> now that we know the, all our terminology and where it comes from, now, now where, where do we go from here? Yeah, so th this is where um, you get into, so now that we know something that's out of bounds, something that's weird and can, in your measurements completely uh, an outlier is, is special and those things that are clustered in the middle or wherever are, are, are common, um, that this, the reason that's important to know is hopefully you've already kind of deduced this is those special things require completely different kind of interventions as opposed to those common things. Those, those, those common things are, are natural in your process. There are ways to lower that variation, um, which we probably won't get into today, but those are very different from the kind of interventions you have to look into when you find a special cause happening, when you find something completely out of bounds happening. Um, and this is where Sheward will come in and start talking about the two kinds of mistakes we can make. Um, and, and the first one of those would be uh, when you see something special, kind of assuming that it's just common in your process. This is just a common cause thing that's just happening. We need to take, we don't need to take any special intervention here. We just treat this as normal. That, that, that's the first one. And the second one is the exact opposite of that, where you see common cause variation and you start jumping into it to uh, start fixing it as if it's special cause and it's calling out for attention. Right. Um, so yeah, those are the two. The reason, and the re reason you care about about these two mistakes, um, the, the the fundamental reason, and this is the fundamental problem that Schuert was trying to solve way back when, was, as Fatigue said, the whole point. The whole point of data analysis, the whole point of collection of data and the analysis of data is to take action. Um, and so you need to know what action to, to take when. Um, because if you take the wrong action at the wrong time, when, the, when, the, when, when that action is not warranted or when a certain course of action is warranted and you take a, a different course of action, there are economic consequences to that. And what Short was fundamentally, the problem Stuart was fundamentally trying to solve is how do I um, how do I kind of optimize the economics of this, right? Because I know that it's he knew because of variation, it was impossible to eliminate making both mistakes, you know. And I don't know if we can do maybe a supplementary episode on why it's impossible to eliminate, but maybe just take our, our word for it. It's impossible to eliminate both mistakes. So what you want to do is you want to minimize the economic consequences of making either. And, and that's, that's what Shure is trying to solve. And 
to me, I think this is a broader philosophical thing. This is something that we've been talking about a lot lately is to me, that's, this is fundamental to what I think agile misses is they don't talk about the economic consequences of some of the actions that they prescribe because Mm -hmm. from a, from a Schuert and Deming perspective, a lot of the way that agile goes about talking about things is um, is taking wrong action at the wrong time. So I don't, I, I don't know, that might've derailed us a little that's, bit. I don't necessarily. <laughs> that's, that's, that's about 10 other episodes. Yeah, okay, yeah, so let's, <laughs> and spoiler alert, that, yeah. that that's coming. I don't know, can, uh, can, you, can you get us back on track? But there, there was yeah, one other uh, thing I wanna say, but you get us back on track. I, 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 I want to go into a specific example of this because we've come up against this a couple of times and every time we talk about this, we get some interesting comments and results of it. Um, for the, the, the question that, that, that we always come up with is, let's say you're running a scrum team and um, you planned out a sprint, 14 day sprint, and you got done with, with your sprint goal and everything you wanted to do by day number 11. We just got done early. Um, what should the team do? So it's an interesting question in, in, in terms of the scrum guide, what should the team do? But let's put the scrum guide aside for just a moment here. Um, it it it, sp- it spawns off some interesting comments because uh, about half the comments we get when we ask this question is, well, we need to inspect and adapt. Something was wrong uh, with the way the team estimated, with uh, how they went about doing work. There was something was wrong with what the team did, and that's why uh, it got done early. We need to figure out what was wrong. Um, Bob quiz, which 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 of the two mistakes is that? And then it's 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 uh, hopefully everyone's following along, and you'll see that the fact that you got done two or three days early, or even two or three days late for that matter, that's that's just common cause variation. Um, yeah. You don't need to jump in and start changing everything just because that happened. Right, right, and and this is. I think this is the crux of a lot of Deming's writing is, you know, Deming would say, if you did that, if you responded every every time you got this, this, this more common, this more routine variation. And if every time you responded to that routine variation as signal, the changes that you make are ultimately going to make the system perform worse, right? This is, this is the the essence, basically what what we call tampering. Now, if we can ever twist Will and Phil's <laughs> arm enough to come on our show. We will, we will dedicate a whole. I think we'll dedicate a whole show to this this idea of of tampering. Um, so so there you are, Will Will and Phil. We we, we got to get you on. But that's that's the idea. I mean, if every time you get a change to your to your to your process or whatever, um, and you think that hey, there's something special going on, and you try to correct, you will you will end up making things worse. That's it's like management theory, you know, one hundred and one, something like that. So yeah, you, you should you should expect things to not be precise. Uh, you should expect there to be a little bit of variation, and um, that that that's kind of it. Just this just popped in my head. Uh, the, the the ideal sprint length is not two weeks. The ideal sprint length is probably well for for in, in based on your context might be two weeks plus minus three days. Plus minus four days. Why, why, why have it be fixed if there is variability? Again, some people are going to start throwing things at me, which happens pretty much every time. 
but yeah it's just <laughs> that's the if you're if you're sure or Deming or Wheeler, you would probably say expect that to be uh, plus minus x rather than exactly something. Yeah, because I've because I've had a little whiskey in me, I can I can say the the ideal sprint length is probably no sprints. That's yeah. really <laughs> probably the ideal sprint length. Again, not that Scrum is bad, and not that if you're doing Scrum you are wrong or you are bad, but yeah. from a flow perspective, ideally, because of this idea of variation. It's impossible to get that a fixed length time box to cover the proper amount of variation. That that's just the wrong way of going about it. Again, probably the whole idea of variation in time boxes. Yet another episode. Are we writing these down anywhere? Because I think um, we, uh, on the board on the magic whiteboard. Yeah, got it. Um, all right. So all right, we, we, we've we've been all over the place with this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the whiskey is taking effect. How do we wrap this up? And uh, maybe a, it's a only fifty-eight, but <laughs> it's only fifty-eight uh, percent. Uh, yeah, let's let's wrap this up with let's let's wrap, wrap this up with a, a recap of the two mistakes. Um, the the first one being that uh, you look at something that's special cause and you think it's just common in our process for things to, for example, with cycle time. It's just, usually things take ten to fifteen days. This thing took a hundred days. Oh no, that's just common. That just happens. That's that's <laughs> that's the example of the guy walking up to the board. Have we told that story of pulling something in? Yeah. Anyway, okay. Anyway, that's that's yeah. That brings back memories, <laughs> not good ones. Um, but anyway, so special cause and uh, acting as if it's common cause. If this just happens, nothing, nothing to see here. That's that's the nothing to see here uh, is 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 first mistake. Second mistake is you see this thing that happens all the time. Uh, we get done a couple of days early or a couple of days late, um, which should be expected, but then kind of uh, quote unquote penalizing people or uh, changing processes or, or digging into why we got done uh, a little bit early, a little bit late, when that is just common cause, not special cause. Right. Yeah. Two mistakes. Brilliant. Uh, okay, we've got so many ways we can go from here. Uh, so, so tune in next week to find out which way we go. Because I'll be honest, we don't know at this point either. Um, so it'll be a surprise to us. So uh, for 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 Nisha, who has moved back to her pillow, thanks for being in the camera, Nisha. Thank you. She 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 heard us talking about her being lazy, so she was like, <laughs> "I can be lazy somewhere else." <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you lazy. Uh, for Pratik. Again, uh, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you in the next episode. Bye everybody. Yeah.